My name is Brian Kinsey, and I'm the pastor of First Pentecostal Church in Pensacola. I'm delighted that you're listening to this message, and I hope it blesses your life. If you'd like to submit a prayer request, or if you're interested in a personal Bible study, you can call us at 850-477-1100, or send us an email at firstpent at firstpent.org. We hope you enjoy this message. Praise God. Praise the Lord. If you have your Bibles, let's go ahead and turn to Romans chapter 8, and we're going to start reading at verse 35. Romans chapter 8 and verse 35. Have you ever felt in living for God that you get through and you get the victory over one thing only to find out that you're in another battle to get the victory over something else? You know, I hate to bring reality here tonight. I, well, I guess we just need to just say it. But every time you get to victory, understand that as long as we have this flesh of ours, we're going to need to obtain the victory again. You may find that to be true every single day. According to Romans chapter 8 and verse 35, the Apostle Paul says this, Who shall separate us? From the love of Christ. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. Doesn't sound hopeful, does it? That doesn't sound very hopeful, optimistic. That really kind of gets you down after that. How long? Killed all the day long? We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Seems like there's no hope anywhere to be found. But I like what the Apostle Paul said next. He said, nay. Mm -mm. No, it stops right here. It stops right here, right now. He said, nay, in all these things, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Through him that loved us. <laughs> Isn't that powerful? Isn't that powerful that the apostle says, look, it is written for thy sake in Israel's history and past and all that they have done. Look, it's written for all the day long. We are killed. We are counted sheep for the slaughter. But nay, in all of these things. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. No matter what comes to separate. No matter what comes to separate, let it be known to First Pentecostal Church tonight, nay, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. If you believe that, would you give God some praise right now? You are not defeated. You are not conquered. If you have breath, you are more than a conqueror through him. 
Hallelujah. Would you lift your hands right now all over this place and just let the Lord be lifted up. Let him be magnified. We're going to be seated in a moment, but would you just lift him up and magnify him and allow this word, allow his spirit to move in this place. Take authority right now. Every chain, Lord God, every vice, Lord, every torment, every spirit of oppression that comes against your people. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray in the midst of this word in the midst of this atmosphere i pray lord set people free i pray lord loose every chain i pray lord do your work i pray feel with the holy ghost i pray pour out of your spirit upon all flesh i pray lord let miracles happen let signs and wonders let the operation of the gifts of the spirit be in operation tonight in jesus name would we give god praise again and bless him and thank him. This is the greatest hour. This is the greatest hour of the church. And we are blessed to be in the presence of God where anything can happen. You may be seated. The first Pentecostal church, God, in his wisdom, when he ordered this thing, when he designed this church, he designed it in a way that when you and I come together, that there is something that happens in the midst of us. When we lift him up, when we magnify his name, when we come together, Jesus said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, he said, there am I in the midst of them. What separates the apostolic church from the churches of this world and traditions and religion is that when we're sitting in the midst of a service like this somebody who's sick somebody who needs a healing somebody who needs to be delivered somebody who's tormented can all of a sudden feel a touch of the hand of God and began to speak in tongues as the spirit of God gives the utterance they can stand and lift their hands and a lifetime of bondage a lifetime of addiction be broken in just a moment one touch from the master's hands and everything can change Yes, you may be new and you may be a guest and we're thankful you're here tonight but understand we're not traditional about it. We're going to reach out to God and more than anything else we want the Lord to operate among us. If he's got to cut this message short I'll go ahead and put the mic down. If he wants to operate in the midst of a sermon I don't, you don't have to wait for an altar call. You can lift your hands at any time, and God can give you the answer that you're looking for. It won't disturb anybody. And if it disturbs somebody, they need to be disturbed because this is an apostolic church. This is a one God, Jesus' name, tongue-talking, holy rolling, believing that God can do anything. And this is 2020. We need him more now than any time before.
You can accept the standard quo. You can accept what, expect what you've always expected. But listen, this is not the hour of low expectation. It's the hour of our greatest expectation. If you think about it, that this hour that we're living in, the perilous times, the church has been told that we should be looking up. You talk about expectation. The expectation is is that any moment, gravity is going to lose its hold. That's more expectation than any point in time that we believe that the soon coming of the Lord, it is near. Everything is lining up exactly as the word says. I was talking to someone just recently. And they're telling me all about what's going on in the world, you know, as if I don't know. You, I mean, you'd have to be living under a rock. Not to know what is happening. But it's amazing to me, those who are not even under the umbrella of being called a Christian. They're telling me it seems like we're moving to a cashless society, huh? Yeah. Let me tell you a little bit about that. It seems like they want this to be a one-world system, yeah. Let me tell you about that. It seems like all of this is happening for a reason. It seems like there's something going on in the background, yeah. Let me tell you a little bit about what is going on. You and I, the church, we need to be aware you are not defeated. In fact, the church is destined for victory. I don't know if I should go to my notes. You realize that this church, his church, is destined for victory? You and I, we are more than conquerors. Many today feel separated. That's nothing new. The psalmist said, whether shall I go from thy spirit? Whether shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, he said, thou art there. If I, if I make my bed in, the, in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there, thy hand shall lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness will cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee. The darkness hideth not from thee. We are living in a dark time, right? Uh, We're living in the time of much evil. Listen, it's not going to hide us from the Lord, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike unto thee. The psalmist was saying, there's not a place I can go. There's not not anywhere I could hide to be away from your presence. Uh, But here tonight, listen to this word, uh, that if you feel like that you are separated, if you feel like you are removed, if you feel like you're at a distance from God, the first thing I need to tell you is all you've got to do is repent. (laughs) 
And repentance is truly turning from those things that have separated you from God. The things that you have done that has brought condemnation into your heart and into your mind. The things that you feel as though that they have pulled you away from God. And sin will separate. But repentance, thanks be to God. He said that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There's no reason to remain separated. If you're breathing, you can repent. But as the psalmist said, I feel as though I'm separated. But when you look at it from God's perspective, we can't hide from him. We cannot run from him. We cannot get away from him. Where can you go that God is not? Ask Jonah how it worked out when he ran from God. Ask Jonah who was disobedient to God. But yet there was a God who followed him Oh, I know in our minds we think the only way God's going to do something in my life is if I measure up and perform. You know what? If God's got a calling on your life, if God is trying to do something in your life, no matter which direction you run, no matter how fast you run, no matter where you go, there's a God who loves you enough that he's going to follow after you and he is going to pursue you and he is going to pursue you until you decide, I'm going to stop it right now. I'm going to stop what I'm doing to get away from God and I'm going to turn my life back to him. What a God we serve that even even when we disobey. Now I'm not promoting disobedience. Even Paul said, shall we sin? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. We understand, but what I'm trying to show you, that God's love is so great for us that even when a Jonah is disobedient and hard-headed, God is still trying to work something out in him to use him. And no man had a revival like him. You tell me a preacher who's had a revival like Jonah. But yet he ran and ran and ran until he reached that point, even in the depth of the sea, if you will, and in the belly of that great fish, all of a sudden realizing there's no way that I can get away from this. If God, I'm sorry from running from your word. Lord, I want to change right here. It's a good time to change. When you're at the bottom of the bottom, it's a good time to change. Hey, Saul, what are you going to do? You're going to keep kicking against the pricks? You're going to keep resisting what God wants for your life? You're going to continue battling those of the way? What are you going to do, Saul? You're going to keep running from God? How long are you going to try to separate yourself from God's will and purpose in your life? I'm not saying that God will always deal with us this way. But listen, he may reach a point where he finishes dealing with us. So I say while you feel him dealing with you.
That's the time to respond. That's the time to stand up. That's the time to lift your hands. That's the time to give God praise. That's the time to get involved. Don't wait until you don't feel it anymore, Samson. God, how many times in the story of Samson dealing with the man, trying to change him, trying to help him, trying to turn him, trying to direct his path, but he's difficult. He's not, he's not listening to God. And then at other times he went out and, as the Bible said, began to shake himself like he did in times past. Oh, God's always worked with me. God's always done this. But he reached a point. Oh, yeah. This apostle Paul, who ran from God, separated himself, he thought, from God. Listen, he, he preached as the apostle to those on Mars Hill. He preached about the unknown God. They were ignorantly worshiping everything that they could name under the sun. And literally, they even worshiped the sun. But listen, the, everything they worship, Paul said, you ignorantly worship this unknown God. Let me declare this unknown God to you. He said, listen, that you should seek the Lord if happily you might feel after him and find him though he be not far from every one of us for in him we live and move and have our being as certain of your own prophets have also said for we are his offspring the apostle stood before those Greek those Athens he stood before them and all their pagan idolatry he stood before them and preached the unknown God and said the unknown God let me declare him he's the one of your poets have also said that we are his offspring but let me tell you something about this unknown God for in him we live and move and have our being but even more than that you are not far from where he is you are not outside of his reach Don't let that point slip by you. He's telling those pagans, listen, for in him we live and move and have our being. He told them that God is not very far from them. And if God wasn't very far from them, you and I tonight can say without a doubt, can say without a doubt, if God, if you're not far from them, if you're not far from them who don't even know your name, if you're not far from the heathen, if you're not far from the unrighteous, if you're not far from the worldly, if you're not far from them, certainly your people who have been called by your name, certainly those who have been baptized in Jesus' name, surely those who have been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, Surely that you are as close as you need to be. Your spirit dwells within us. I don't believe it could get any closer than that. Would you clap your hands right now unto the Lord and give God some praise? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son.
that whosoever believeth on him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. The world was already condemned. But the world through him might be saved. God's heartbeat, God's desire is to save them which are lost. He is not willing that any should perish. That man, that woman on the job that you can't stand. That neighbor of yours that drives you crazy. That person you pass on the road that you shout things at them. Listen, they are the ones that God has, that Jesus bled and died upon a cross for. Understand that he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That that blood that was shed for you was shed for each and every one of them. They may not look like you. They may not talk like you. They may not act like you. They may not be from your neighborhood, may not be from your community. But that person know that they were made in the image and likeness of God. They are the ones that he died for. (laughs) There's something that's missing in the lives of many today. In this ever-connected world, isn't it amazing that no matter how connected we are, we are so disconnected. If you look around throughout the day and look at how people operate and act, they're so connected to everything technologically, but But personally, they're very disconnected. They can't look at you in the eye and talk to you. Young people, phones, technology, those things, it has its its advantages and good things. But remember this, that it also is a detriment as well for many reasons. But what it does is it removes that connection that you could have with people, actually sitting with them and talking with them and and making a connection with them personally. You'll never get that through a screen. But lives are changed when there's that touch, that lame man that was laid at the gate, beautiful, or Paul, Or Peter and John said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have. (laughs) Took him by the hand and lifted him up. And the miracle happens. Why? He wasn't on his phone. He didn't text that man and said, I don't have any money, man. But get up. No. I know, I understand. There was a connection that was made in the midst of the miracle. It wasn't just the name of Jesus, but there was a man by the name of Peter who stretched out his hand. Disconnection. People without God seeking after everything and anything in this world that will bring them lasting peace and joy and and real love. But the problem is the world will never be able to provide those things. Especially real love. The Apostle Paul in 2 Timothy 3, he referred to the times in which we live as perilous times. Times in which men, women would be selfish, lovers of themselves, 
lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. In other words, void of God, void of real love, void of real peace, helpless, hopeless, depressed, despair, loneliness will always prevail when you feel as though you are separated. I saw a shirt in the airport last night, and it said, Social Distance Expert. Keep your distance. Keep your distance. I think what the world is beginning to start to understand, that this distance is not good. They're finding out that the suicide rates are climbing much faster and greater than anybody's talking about because kids have been pulled away from their, their friends and those that they interacted with and they're, they're confined to a home and confined to a live in a bubble. Overwhelmed. There's no connection I read an article and watched a very moving video of a couple who were married for more than 60 years. They were reunited uh, with each other after being separated for 215 days during this pandemic. They were separated because they were both battling some health issues, but they were married for 60 years. They were only able to do some phone calls and, and some visits that glass was between them, but it wasn't until they were able to meet back up with each other that the tears would flow. The hugs began to happen. The connection was reestablished between them. It's one thing to hear the voice. It's one thing to see through the glass, but it's a whole different story. <laughs> separated for 215 days, uh, separated between a glass between them, that doesn't do it. A video screen's not going to work. I want to wrap my arms around the one that I love. I want to be held in their arms. Listen, I believe that God wants more than anything else for you and I to not remain separated from him. But if we will make that connection with him again, you can reconnect yourself to his heartbeat, to his desire, to his love for you in your devotion, in your daily walk, in your prayer life, that special time between you and him. You're not distracted with anything else, but it is his love. Praise God. Would you give God praise right now? The love of our God. I always like to watch new people in church. I like to watch them as the spirit of God moves in a church service. Because they have told me oftentimes, I've never felt anything like this before. Yeah, it's the love of my God. His love is great. 
The good news is you don't have to live a life separated from his love. You don't have to be separated from him, but oh, you can depend. You can lean upon those everlasting arms. You're not alone in this time and this hour, but there's a God who loves you. There's a God who wants to be your help. You may feel like even in this service you've been away from God too long. You've done too much, been been too long away from him. You've hurt too many people and made too many bad decisions. But hear this preacher right now, if you're in this place and you're breathing, you have not made too many bad decisions. You made a good decision to be in the house of the Lord tonight. A decision to repent can turn around a lifetime of running from him. In just a moment, you could feel that touch. In just a moment, you can be delivered. You could be set free. In just a moment, you could feel the love of God poured out in your life. You may feel like you're abandoned, unloved, betrayed, alone, or even unlovable. But our God's love for you is strong and sure today than it's ever been. You and I have never extinguished or exhausted God's love for us. doesn't matter what situation you find yourself in right now. God's love for us is greater. I am so thankful for his love for me. It's not based upon my performance. If God's love for me was based upon my own performance, I'd be in bad shape. You'd be in bad shape. You got flesh just like me. And you know what? We'd be in bad shape if we had to earn his love that way. Oh, we got to perform to get God to love us. We got we to make sure we, we, we do what God wants us to do. And, and, and if we perform enough, he'll continue to love us. Let me just say it this way. Whether you're in, the, whether you're doing right. I got to word this right. I can hear the complaints now. Oftentimes, you got you to think before you speak it. I learned that this morning. God's love is unconditional. He's not going to bless our sin. He's not going to bless our disobedience. He's not going to approve of transgressions against his word. But no matter what, where you find yourself or condition, understand right, wrong, running, or in his presence, he loves you the same. Unlike man, God's love is unconditional. There's nothing one man said that you could do to make God love you more. There's nothing you can do to make God love you less. Unconditional, impartial that love, everlasting, infinite, and perfect. God, his nature, 
who he is. The Bible says that God is love. In this was manifested the love of God toward us. Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. His love was manifested to the world when he died upon a cross for our sins. For when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Church, we are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. You don't have to live as a defeated individual. You are more than a conqueror. When I hear a word from God, when I hear tongues and interpretation, prophetic words that come, I usually, as best I can, write them down and keep them and always go back to them. A couple of years ago, there was a word that went forth for, for this church. And that word said, I have come today to show you that I have all power. I have dominion over what has dominion over you. I'm about to take hold of it and pull it down because I am thy God and I am with thee. I have not failed thee and I am speaking to you, saith the Lord, but I have broken down the chains that were against you and I have now set an order in thy life, saith the Lord, and I will cause my blessings to go before you. If thou will hear the word of my servant this morning, that was when the word happened. And know that I have been thy God, even when thou felt me not. But I will remove the last obstacle that's been in your way. And I will tear down the last bastion that keeps you from your total victory. It's just as true tonight. Just as true tonight. More than conquerors. More than conquerors. More than conquerors through him. Would you give God praise for his word? There's nothing like his word. shall separate us from the love of God? Is it tribulation? Is it distress? Is it persecution? What is it? Anything can separate you knowing all these things. We are more than conquerors. I'm persuaded that death and life and angels, principalities, powers, there's nothing that can separate us. Height or depth or any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God. Would you turn to your neighbor right now and tell them that promise is for you? You know why? We belong to him. There is therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. If you're walking after the spirit, listen, there is no condemnation. Are you thankful tonight to belong to him? Paul said all of these things. What are those things? I believe we're living in the last days. All of those things he was saying are last day things. 
tribulation, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, peril, sword, all these things are to happen, I believe, today. Listen, the last days, these things, in all of these things, we are more than conquerors. But it's not in or it's not because of us. We are more than conquerors, but there's something very important that follows that statement. Because in and of ourselves, we're not going to do it. The Bible says that we are more than conquerors through Him, through Him that loved I'm going to be more tonight, more than a conqueror. And I'm going to do it how? Through him that loved, that loves me. Paul said, I can do all things through Christ Jesus, which strengtheneth me. In the midst of any hardship, a tribulation, distress, peril, listen, in the midst of it all, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. If you feel less than that, tonight is a reminder that there's no excuse for feeling less than that. If you have been born again, you are more than a conqueror. But you've got to be persuaded. That means to be convinced, swayed from one opinion to another. Move yourself from the opinion that says that you're not able, that you're worthless. God doesn't love you. You're not doing it good enough. No, he does love you. You may say, I'm dealing with much right here, right now. I don't know how I'm going to make it. I don't know how I'm going to get through. But I bring you back to the first prophecy you find in Genesis 3. The Bible says, he would put enmity between thee and the woman, between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. That prophecy foretold that even while Satan would bruise his heel, that he would bruise the head of Satan, the ultimate victory of Jesus. His victory has already been done. It's already done. He is the head of the church. We are his body. You understand that he didn't say that he would crush or that he would bruise the tail Because if you're going to kill a snake, you don't do anything if you cut the tail off. Make that snake mad. I have a no-tolerance snake policy. If there are any snake lovers among us, I request a little bit of grace from you. Maybe close your ears for just a moment. But whenever I encounter a snake, 
I am on a path to kill it. I'll use a BB gun. I'll use a shovel. I'll use my own foot. Whatever it takes, Brother Gomez, I'm going to kill that snake. And I always tell people that, and they say, well, if it's not poisonous, why are you killing it? Hey, I'm colorblind. (laughs) If you think I'm going to look at it and say, well, that looks green to me, it's okay. I can't see green. That could be red, and I think red's bad. If I see red or yellow, it's bad. Tell me after church, uh, it's not going to change my mind. Uh, I've got a no snake policy. (laughs) Hey, now listen, not only do I have a no snake policy, that when I kill that snake, I like to leave it in the ground, oftentimes with the shovel. For a few days. Because I want word to get out. To everybody. To every relative. To every friend of that snake. I don't know what happened to Jim. I don't know. He's not talking to me anymore. And he's got this strange look on his face. And there's some things sticking out of his neck. I want them to get the message, you're not allowed here because there's somebody that every time they see one of you, I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to take you out. Now, let me take that to a different level. Don't allow anything to get an advantage on you. Don't allow anything to come into your life to hang around that could potentially be deadly and dangerous. It's time to stand up. It's time to say, I'm not putting up with it. I'm more than a conqueror. I've got dominion, and if I've got the ability, every bit of my might and strength, uh, I'm going to take out uh, anything uh, that the enemy sends my way. Too many of people allow it. Go ahead and stand. Too many are allowing deadly things to have a place, to have a spot have a little area of their heart and life where it can operate. And it may be okay for a while. It may be something that you you are able, you feel like you can handle it. There's no reason for one who is more than a conqueror to allow something that's potentially deadly to hang around. And here we are tonight. As I open this altar, I believe that God wants to tell the church that he has given us the power, he has given us the authority, he has given us dominion. If you've been filled with the Holy Ghost, you've got dominion. 
You've got power. You may have failed last week. You may have made a lot of mistakes. But listen, again, you're here tonight. You're going at it one more time. You're back in the ring again. You've been knocked down a couple of times. It's been a rough or difficult week. But listen, right here tonight, you can make another attempt and say, God, I'm coming back to that altar yet one more time, and I'm going to give it everything I've got. I'm going to pour out my heart before you, and I'm going to trust that you, God, are going to give me the strength to make a way because I'm not a conqueror unless it happens through you. And listen, what the Bible says is amazing. That that victory, the Bible says that God is going to do that crushing. But he's going to use the feet of every believer. It's his crushing, but it's going to come from the feet of the saints him working through us bringing the victory there's victory right now in this place there's victory right now in this place Take a step of faith from where you are. If you're comfortable coming to the front, go ahead. Come to the front if you're comfortable with doing that. If you want to pray with your family, would you do that right now? I want to open this altar. I believe God's been moving among us today, and I believe he wants to give us a deliverance tonight. He wants to set some people free. You've been dealing with some things that you have been allowing in your life, listen, that that you think is okay. It could be very deadly to your relationship with God. God loves you enough. That listen, he's given you an opportunity to come before him right now. That's it. Continue to do that. If you're in the pew right now, or if you're, would you just lift your hands all over this place? Let God operate in this house right now. Let God have his way right now. There are people that have been battling some very difficult things, and, and, and the enemy has them on the ropes. But you need to hear this word. You're more than a conqueror through Christ. That's it. Lift your voice. That's it. Call out unto the Lord right now. Let him minister to you. Let him move in your life right now. In the name of Jesus. That's it. Reach out. That's it. Call upon his name. Let the spirit of the Lord move in this place. Let the spirit of the Lord move in this house. You can receive the victory tonight. You can receive the victory tonight. We hope you enjoyed this message. Please reach out to us if you have any questions. We can be found at firstpent.org. That's F-I-R-S-T-P-E-N-T dot org. If you're ever in Pensacola, Florida, we hope you visit us. Be blessed in Jesus' name.